Boom. Wow, things have only just begun. Personally, Donald J. Trump is not going to step down or go away quietly, which would have obviously profound implications politically, culturally, societally, and monetarily. With that said, welcome to episode 25 of the Tim and John Show. I'm Tim Pichot with the Liberty Advisor, and we've got my good friend John Snyson, and we have a lot to go over today. Of course, we have the Trump news that I want to get into, but we also have the stock market soaring uh, over, well, it was up over well over 1,000 points. I think it finished around like 890, but uh, at one point actually had an intraday uh, all-time high on the Dow Jones, so huge, huge move over there. Uh, we also have got Biden's cabinet members being discussed, and in particular interest to our audience, we have the potential Treasury Secretaries uh, named, and in particular, we've got one of them who is a massive crony and former Federal Reserve uh, you know, one of the former uh, governors. So, of course, you guys want to hear more about that. But, John, what is on your radar and what do you think we should get into first? Should we try to tease the uh, Trump staying in power uh, or should we, you know, maybe focus on that at the end and give, give uh, it? Probably, probably put it at the end and uh, see what kind of craziness is uh, going to happen, what we think is going to happen. I think we, both you and me, predicted uh, some uh, very interesting things here that's currently happening. And so, I think we're going to leave that to last. Let's. I think we're going to just jump into the uh, the markets, Tim, and, and see what's going on there because it's been quite the quite the extreme day today. Of course, uh, when when you look at the stock markets, uh, there's been you know all over all across uh, Europe. You know there there's been uh, almost like all of the big ones are up four percent plus uh, in, in gains. That includes uh, the British stock exchange, the German, the French, the Italian, uh, the um, Spanish. Uh, who else do we got here? The Belgian, uh, Belgium. Uh, we got Austria. We got. Uh, and most yeah. of these are like eight to twelve percent. So we do have it up on trading economics right now, and it's crazy yeah. just like internationally. I mean, just on the week, most of it is eight to twelve percent, which uh, you know. Yeah, but then you look at week. year to date, and it's not as good as it looks. <laughs> Well, the Nasdaq is still doing pretty well yeah. year to date, thirty-three point three eight. No, for sure, yeah, it's been on a crazy rip. That's for sure. We're I mean, not going to underestimate, uh, you know, the the rip that Nasdaq has been on. But Nasdaq is on the fire now because what what happened today, Tim? Well, there was big news about uh, you know the uh, the whole plan inoculation thing, uh, which is you know of course uh, vaccine is potentially coming out from Pfizer. And uh, funny enough, you know, it's 90% effective, Tim, 90%. I get that from vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I guess, I guess they're using the minks now in, in, uh, in uh, Denmark as a potential out of that because they could say like, oh, well, it changed the strains now. So you got all those vaccinations that we forced into you, Pfizer and others made crap ton of money on the vaccinations. And now, you know, we're going to have to vaccinate you again because it's mutated in these minks in, in, in Scandinavia. So that's going to be next. But, uh, Tim, if, if we actually go and look at NASDAQ, uh, if you want to pull that up, uh, Tim, and we'll, we'll go quickly through uh, the NASDAQ because uh, all the top, you know, market caps, uh, they're in some serious trouble here, Tim, uh, aren't they? Uh, today they got hit pretty uh, pretty hard, and I I think they also you know been losing uh, for a little while actually, uh, but today they were down. You know Amazon was down five percent. Uh, Facebook's down four point nine nine. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix almost yeah over eight. 
Yeah, exactly. So you got hit in a Microsoft 2.38. You would think that Microsoft would be up on the vaccine announcement because, of course, <laughs> uh, Mr. Gates over there is, of course, you know, uh, another computer virus that he created. You know, uh, he was an expert on computer viruses. So now he's an expert on human viruses, apparently. Uh, so yeah, Bill Gates over there and his monopoly, Microsoft, uh, you know, he's trying to, uh, he got hit as well, of course, and that hits his, uh, he actually doesn't even network. own, he actually doesn't even own a lot of Microsoft anymore. And, and actually one of his bigger holdings was actually, uh, Monsanto who then got bought by bear oh. and then bear was the <laughs> predecessor company, of, of or sorry, the success yeah, that was IG Farben, which was the company that made the gas to kill the Jews. So, you know, all, anybody can go fact check any of those crazy, you know, outlandish, you know, what, and, I just you said, but. Yeah, exactly. But look who uh, actually, let's see uh, actually how Bayer has done so far this year. Uh, if we go here, you know, Bayer, that was a good investment, uh, Bill Gates, you know, 37.52%, uh, you know, being in Bayer potentially. So they're well, down Davos, He's saying that his year. giving is is expecting to get like a 2200 return on anything that he gives money to. So, you know, you got to ask yourself how, uh, you know, charitable these guys are when they're expecting to get 21 returns in, in favor for this. Yeah, exactly. No, they uh, and you're an expert on the on that field, Tim, when it comes to the charitable giving, uh, and and setting those up and actually understanding how uh, how that structure works because it it is like when you hurt anybody, you know, donating money, it's it's not just to be charitable. It's actually you know a fantastic tax shelter on top of it, and that's why you have you know the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You got the Obamas have their own foundation. Uh, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton, of course, have their own foundation. Most, Rock, the you know, Rockefeller Foundation that basically yeah, you know, helped exactly. kick a lot of this stuff off. Exactly. And, you know, it was interesting. I was uh, listening to, was it uh, James Corbett a while back? And he was talking about how uh, Rockefeller actually invented it himself in a similar way where he was looked upon as a monopolist and then suddenly turned to a philanthropist, just like Bill Gates have done. Uh, so very similar. Don't forget move, Soros. But, yeah. If you look up Soros, I mean, it oh, says, you course, know, philanthropist yeah. right next to his name. And all yeah, of course. Guys. Yeah, of course. And, and that's a great way to get away with all the sinister stuff that they're up to, of course, Tim, uh, is, you know, putting yourself in that position where, you know, yeah, I've given money to all these great causes. You know, I'm the number one contributor other than, you know, any nation, uh, well, the number two contributor of any nations uh, to the United Nations, uh, which is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So you got all these uh, elites up there, you know, basically contributing almost more than the United States of America to uh, the United Nations, which is a unelected elite group of people that have created like a global type of government structure that me and, me and Josh, you know, covered uh, many, many times before in, in great detail in some of our videos. And so you're looking at, you know, what's, uh, you know, the, the amount of, you know, how wonderful these people are getting portrayed in the media, you know, that they, they have uh, other causes and they're making a lot of money right now on these crises and on the vaccines and so on. Tim. Yeah, no, especially with the vaccines, what really gets me is, I mean, the fact that we have the stock market, which at one point today and the Dow hit, you know, at one point in her day was at an all time high, didn't close at an all time high. But, you know, the fact that we're with an earshot of all these, even on the NASDAQ of, you know, all these different averages being you know, right at, you know, approximately right within range of being all time highs. It's just crazy to think that, OK, well, the stock market was a massive bubble, in my opinion, before any of this coronavirus stuff was out here. And now that we might be back to some fraction of what we had before 
almost returning back to some sort of normalcy, which we're not. Uh, even if we are to return to normal, the normal stock market going into January was, was way too overvalued. And so I don't get why now all of a sudden with, you know, Biden, and I guess, you know, that's something we'll, we'll talk about later on, whether or not he's even going to end up being there at the end of the day. Not, you know, I wrote in Kanye West, so I don't really care one way or another if it's one puppet or the other puppet, but I would like to have at least a fair process. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is, you know, BS and, you know, public opinion and and people actually doing things i mean all these people that want change let me, let me just rant for a little bit I, 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 I say all these people are like oh you know because of because of uh you know trump in there we you know we're not going to get the climate action we need well what the fuck are you doing about climate action it's not you not the people watching this but you know people sitting sitting there living in new york city living in chicago you guys can all go off the grid you know get solar power get wind power geothermal power do it yourselves start growing your own food uh you know getting becoming your own supply chain nothing says that you need to go wait for the top hand heavy hand of the government to go do it for you that's yeah. going to mess it up that's going to be massively inefficient that's probably going to make everything worse that they're trying to make better and so if you aren't willing to do the change and then people you know what may you know chastise me and say oh look at this guy he's some republican even though I'm not and and he doesn't care about things like i'm trying to go off grid at one point i did have solar so uh i'd have all these lefties you know, preaching to me about, you know, how I don't care about the environment. And then I'm the one that has solar and they don't. So all of them can shut the fuck up because I'm the one that had it and they didn't. And then I've got, uh, and just to see, you know, like some like California, like who messes up the environment more than any other state, California, who has more homelessness and despondency and people crapping on the streets than any other state, California. And then, and then, Oh, we can't have a plastic straw there, but we can go have everybody, you know, go gallivant around with all these masks that don't even do anything that if, unless you're, you know, if especially, you know, people want to tell how great masks are. I mean, obviously not, you know, our audience or you, but, you know, it, but when it comes to, okay, well, unless you're in like a, you know, a laboratory vacuum type environment, then yeah, I mean, the mask in a normal type environment are going to make things worse. And if they're so dangerous, and if it's such a dangerous virus and people shouldn't be leaving them out, that's going to cause way more pollution than any of their stupid, you know, straws that they wanted to ban. And I forgot what we, what, what we were even talking about. Oh yeah, we're talking no, about the let, vaccine. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah let, but let's get back actually before that. Let's, uh, because we're on the vaccine topic and then the markets right now, Tim, let's go back to actually to look at uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average because what happened today, well, it actually burst through a uh, old time high, which was uh, set back in February 9th, I believe, um, uh, this year. And, and that was a 29,398. And, 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 and what, what index are you talking about? This is the Dow Jones Industrial. Sure wasn't like the, sure wasn't like the 20th-ish? uh the well i actually there hold on let me i think it back. was like i think it was either the 19th or 20th because i think it was like right when we got back from anarchapoco and i think it was either the day after i uploaded my anarchapoco speech or the day before or the day of it was i want to say it was right around the 20th of uh that's just obviously you know we didn't do a lot of prepping basically john called me up and the uh, 11th of february was uh the peak at the sorry 29,551 and that was the 29th of February? Uh, 11th of February. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll just have to go check this out. Let's see here. But yeah, anyway, yeah. anyways, I mean, it's just yeah. crazy that we're, you know, right back at those levels and, and but why. Yeah, so to, I mean, yeah, but, and, and so today we actually were below the, the record high, of course, now again. Uh, but it peaked out at around like 750 today, Tim. At uh, uh, let's see where it was there. It's a little hard to let me just zoom in here a little bit. We'll find the exact peak here. Yeah, it was at uh, three at uh, 30,026 points. 
actually was, actually uh, February 19th it was 29,348 okay yeah, but it's 29,558 on the 9th like on the 11th oh okay maybe we're yeah. just doing interday versus close closing too I mean that could be uh, the... it could be like I'm looking at a at the chart at trading economics here I'm not exactly sure what data they pulled to him so uh, Either way, but, it's but close, it, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. No, for sure. But uh, as you know, as of right now, it's it's below, of course, that closing. Uh, currently, uh, it's it's it went up two point ninety three percent today. I guess people were like, Whoo! "Okay, Zach was correcting yeah. me and said that mine was the Dow. It was the S and P. So the S and P high hit oh. February. Okay, so all right, there you go. Same yeah, difference. Yeah. Okay, thank you, yeah. Zach." But again, you know, I think we're, uh, uh, I, yeah, I think we're basically, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it was up on the, let's see now. Yeah, it, it, again, you know, Tim, it's it's interesting, you know, setting all-time high, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, there the stocks are more valuable. It just means that uh, there's more currency chasing the same stocks uh, a lot of times. And that's what a lot of the, the stock market does. Of course, not always like you had uh, – with the market, with the um, NASDAQ, of course. Uh, well, actually, no, there was a whole bunch of money flooding in because everybody was, you know, uh, going uh, long stocks, all the Robinhood traders and everybody, Tim. So you had that as well. Uh, but, you know, it's it, it's very interesting to look at, you know, the, the markets and, uh, and how they are so disconnected because uh, if it, let, let me actually pull up, uh, if you want to pull that up, Tim, for people, the U.S. debt clock, because there's some interesting numbers there to, uh, that people should go through as well. Um, and, and of course, that's, uh, you know, the numbers that we look at. For example, uh, it, you know, if you go in there and look at the medium income of people currently. Yep, we got it up. Yep. Yeah, it's at 34,539. Well, meanwhile, Tim. You know, you're looking at uh, in 2000, it was 30,901. Well, if you look at the medium new home that, you know, a lot of people uh, that are, you know, in the lower ranks uh, in, in the middle class, uh, they are buying homes, right? But a new medium home in 2000 was 167,877. But now it is 324,568. Meanwhile, the income hasn't increased anywhere near, you know, that like, it's basically doubling a hundred percent increase in prices. If they were in housing, the medium housing price, if they were to actually like have that same increase in salaries, they would be somewhere around uh, close to 60,000 right now. So uh, again, you know, you're seeing that, you know, people are falling behind that are, you know, getting paid salaries, Tim, and, and uh, they're really starting to struggle. If, if you're not getting, you know, on an annual basis of five to 6% increase in your salary, you're getting, you're getting screwed big time. Yeah. Uh, and one, and one thing they used to plan. show on yeah. here on this, uh, I'm, maybe it's somewhere on the million tabs I have here, but they used to have a lie. They used to have unfunded liabilities, which I do have here, but then they had the liability per taxpayer. So here they have it broken down. Yeah, per actually, citizen. I'll tell you, it's four hundred and seventy. Oh, no, that's that's per, per citizen, not per yeah. not per taxpayer. So if you so if you take out you know half the people, uh, you know aren't paying taxes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, and then the other half, uh, you know, a huge amount of people don't even make enough to pay taxes, or you know, or kids or something, and so it's actually per taxpayer. Oh, here we go. It's like over a million. Oh, I want to say, it was over I a million like you, like eight years ago. So it's definitely over a million now. Well, it's actually, it, you, it does show a, a taxpayer's statement. The taxpayers are 124 million Americans. 
Now let, let's do some quick, like for all the unfunded liabilities currently, I'm gonna uh, just pull up the numbers here on my calculator as we're doing this live. Well, that's, a, that's a big ass, uh, <laughs> like calculator needs to go out to, you know, the exponentials over there to, uh, to get Yeah, there, there is, there is a lot of zeros. And uh, if we go in here, one, two, four, Six, and while you're doing one. that, I want to give a shout yeah. out to, we've got nine people watching us on float right now, which, you know, for the fact that I've got, you know, about almost 400 people on there and nine versus, yeah. uh, versus YouTube. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, which, you know, shout out to the 23 people watching us over there. Uh, we are live also at float.app forward slash, uh, at the Liberty advisor forward slash live. So if you find me over there and it's, uh, you know, I also, I mean, I just got in parlor today too. I'm not really just, you know, because some of the right wingers are there. Maybe we can let them know, like, Hey, you know, that's not the, the end all be all, you know, they're going to probably data mine you as well. So, but you know, I, I haven't really done anything over there. It just created an account. Don't even have a profile there. And I'm not really too bullish on that one, but, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to be going there. So, uh, but for yeah. now I am playing. I, I guess it was mentioned on Fox news. Ooh, uh, Fox I think news. that was it, one of the biggest reasons why they're all over. And I love that people like finally are getting to realize that Fox is fake news as well. I mean, like, I don't know how much it's like, it's like these are, they, they all act like they're like police wives or something that they need to get beaten over and over and over again. And they're still, Oh, Oh, come on. Juan Williams and Donna Brazil. You wouldn't lie to me. Would you, you wouldn't lie to me. Tucker Carlson, who used to, you know, be running around with Rachel Maddow and used to have, uh, you know, used to have lunch with her and used to work with her at MSNBC or before that was actually at CNN, uh, yeah. you know, with Paul Begalia. But, oh, no, yeah, Tucker Carlson, he would never lead us astray, <laughs> even though I went to two different investment conferences where he spoke at in 2015. And both of yeah. them was saying how Hillary wasn't that bad. She's actually quite moderate. And, you know, all of you Republicans, because, I mean, it's a room full of like 56 year old financial advisors. I was the only one that was like, I think it was like 29 or something at the time. But, uh, you know, all the other ones that are like you know, it was obviously more of a right-wing crowd and, and he was just trying to tell them, oh, she's not that bad. Just, guys, just calm down. It's going to be an okay, you know, eight years with Hillary. And then now he's like the answer to everybody. So, you know, I'm glad, <laughs> glad some of these Republicans are figuring things out sooner than later. I mean, it's all way too little, yeah. way too late. But anyways, what was that, John? You got the uh, the math right? Oh, yeah, I actually have the number and it's, it's totally insane. So like the, the per citizen is 470.120. That shows that <laughs> if you do it per taxpayer, it's uh, one point uh, uh well I, i'll give you the whole number it's one million two hundred forty six thousand seven hundred and fifty five and sorry mm -hmm. I, i'm off because it's gone up a hundred million already in unfund liability so i'm off on that number right now but yeah five seconds. anyways yeah it, it just shows you like so it's actually threefold almost uh the amount tim uh, of what it shows per yeah it's it's pretty scary it is a pretty pretty scary number and that of course that number is, is way bigger side. that number yeah. is way bigger than uh social security unfunded liabilities is yeah. more of a problem than social security so yeah. and then medicare is even a bigger problem than that and so it's just it's just nuts and of course i got someone ringing my doorbell now so my dog's going nuts uh but yeah. that but i remember being in 2006 being in a public finance class on social security and we're like, yeah. oh, here's all the things we could do to fix it. And then now, like, literally nothing has been done. It's been 14 years later, except Joe Biden is talking about having the donut. Basically, on incomes over $400,000, you would start paying the FICA taxes again. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and expect that to eventually, you know, go down and, and eventually where people will always be paying. Because right now, I think it peters out around $137,000 U.S. And so once you make over that, you don't have to pay FICA taxes. And now what I would suspect is eventually that's probably going to get – you know, lopped off and we'll just make it so that way you know we've got to pay more benefits or more uh more taxes and probably get a lot less benefits so way to go usa
<laughs> yeah, and of course, like the United States as well is starting to reach a very high level uh, currently when it comes to the debt to GDP numbers, uh, and, and that is at 128.13%, right? And then actually you have the official deficit, like the actual official one is 3.18 uh, trillion. But the actual, an, an official, an actual number is 4.28 trillion. Uh, so that, but that is actually going to increase a lot under Biden because not only is he going to spend more, but he's also, he's also going to have to fight these unfunded liabilities that are just becoming bigger and bigger every year as people retire to. Yeah, and then as people retire, I mean, they're going to be spending less money, which means that the government's probably bringing in less money, and then it becomes a big double whammy of you know what's really be going on in this situation. And uh, yeah, I just don't see any way. But you know what, all Wall Street seems to care about is essentially if there's going to be more QE programs. And somewhere here, let me try to see if I can find it real quick. Oh, here we go on the fly. Found it. Soxgen calculates the S and P would be at 1,800 or lower without QE or quantitative easing. And so that's really the name of, of this game right here is is all yeah. the market cares about. All they care about, all they give a shit about is are we going to be printing, printing more money? currency? Yeah. And so that's why when, you know, at one point they're like, oh, well, if Trump wins, the stock market's going to be up. If uh, Biden wins, the stock market's going to be up. And any other combination, uh, except for if, you know, maybe if Kanye wins, maybe it'll be up too. Who knows? But, uh, you know, essentially they were priced in, this in. But what what I think that they're not pricing in right now is the fact that they think, okay, Biden won, it's a mandate, it's, you know, wins win by a landslide, you know, chance that they get the, obviously there's enough Republican turncoat rhinos in the Senate that all they need, they, they know that they're good, you know, you know, flip over, you know, one or two of those guys. So, you know, basically it's, uh, you know, pretty much a, a blue wave, even though people like to think it's not. But what's going to happen is if Trump doesn't step down immediately, which, you know, it looks like he's not going to, and if you just had a, a four-year Russian hoax, uh, BS campaign going against you for the past four years. And again, I, I hate to sound like I'm defending Donald Trump, but the left is so insane yeah. that they basically pushed me into this, uh, you know, juxtaposition of, of having to do this. But if you just had the last four years of the left coming at you every single day, coming at you, you know, left and right and in every, you know, six ways a Sunday, as Chuck Schumer put it, and then that Trump is literally Hitler, uh, would they would if they think Trump is Hitler, would they try to rig an election to stop Hitler? Uh, yeah, they probably would. And so yeah. I mean, what I actually want to do is actually, I mean, if I bring it back to my speech that I gave at Enrico Poco, because a lot of people wanted to talk about what's going on now. A lot of people didn't guess Trump was going to win in 2016. And then and then the people who then thought he wasn't going to win then, then thought he was going to win in 2020. Well, I'm like, I know Josh you know, is out there too, but we're like literally two of the only people that saw thought he was going to win in 2016 and then thought he was going to lose in 2020. And I gave a, a little talk at Anarcha Poco at the very end of it because I had like 30 seconds. I was already over time. So I just started running the gun in here at the very end, getting some highlights off of this. But if you don't know where we are, you don't know where we're going. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to share this tiny like little snippet from Anarcha Poco back uh, February 11th is when I gave this speech. Now, I will say I did not think it was going to be Joe Biden at the time. I thought it was going to be uh, – I thought it was going to be uh, Hillary Clinton. P- P- actually, Pete P- Buttigieg. All this stuff is going to go down. Oh. I've only got 30 <laughs> seconds. I don't think – I think Donald Trump actually does not have as good of a chance one of, the, of winning as people think he does. One of the reasons – I only got a couple of seconds left. Let me point out, this was mainly an, an investment talk, and the investment p- part of this, I absolutely nailed it private than anyone on the planet. So this is just like a quick little aside from that investment talk. So the reasons I think that is because uh, – let's say you know, it's, you're in Wisconsin. You're 18 years old smoking weed in your mom's basement. 
Hillary has a 98% chance of winning. Why are you gonna go get up off your ass to go vote? Because you were told he's gonna win. This time, every single one of those people are gonna be fired up. They don't pay attention to what's going on. They don't care about the debates. They're all gonna be out there. If you're working with the deep state, are you gonna go and risk getting a felony if Hillary has it locked up? No, you're not. This time, they're gonna throw every single thing at Donald Trump. Uh, and I'm a neutral, I'm not voting. Yeah, I mean, so I'm obviously do not care for anyone who's running. And uh, yeah, the very few, I mean, all they really need to do is swing the election in a very few amount of states and a few counties. There's so many different ways they can do this. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. Yeah, the millennials are all a bunch of socialists. I think you guys already know that. This slide was made a couple months ago, and I actually do think uh, there is a good chance Hillary will kind of step in. Pete Buttigieg, he's the CIA intelligence okay, asset in case uh, now Joe I can't, Biden now I can't find where uh, I had that. faltered. I said that over a year ago on my buddy's uh, show. Where is it? And, where is uh, it? and I think that he's going to be one yeah, of the Yeah, didn't like you. Assuming that no, well, I have it. I've got like 9 million computer back. screens yeah, open. But did you get somebody in your ear? It's like, cut the feed, cut the feed. Damn it, we're going live. Fuck it, we're going live. We already are live. I see Trent and Paul. How I found you was through TDV. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to find me there. And uh, and it's crazy because, I mean, that speech was so ridiculous from an economic standpoint, especially when it was titled What's in Store for 2020, the Fed, Economy, Stock Market. I mean, nailed it on the Fed, nailed it on the economy, nailed it on the politics side of things and nailed it on the stock market of, of how you should invest in that, too. I mean, not to because I mean, I've gotten so much crap from so many people that uh, and the thing is, like, I, no one's ever like, oh, yeah, you were right on all this stuff. I mean, the people that were all the Trump people were just mad that I ended up being right. And, and now we're like, oh, well, good thing you were censored because you just sound crazy all the time, which is something somebody actually did tell me a few days ago. And it, people just don't get it. Like they're losing the forest for the trees and so many different things. They don't realize that, oh, you know, a guy like me who's pointing out, you know, different fraud. I mean, I didn't even get into didn't have time to get into fraction magic on there and how they steal votes that way or retail voter fraud. I mean, we have a government Rand Paul. I saw a tweeted out today, which I I've, I've actually don't have Twitter anymore, but I saw on one of the other aggregate sites that he tweeted out that there was uh, oh, that the government sent over one point one million stimulus checks to dead people. So you think that maybe they could have sent, uh, you know, maybe more votes than that <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, all these you know ballots and. And then you take. I mean, I think that Trump does have a claim here to make, and obviously, you know, the fact that the media is rushing this, and AP and Reuters are the ones calling this. I mean, who yeah. uh, came? To, where in the Constitution does it say AP and Reuters are the ones are the final arbiters of what's going on? And then this is something like really, really crazy that I saw today on Instagram. So it has to be true. And I did, I did fact check some of this, and it looked like uh, Amy Comey Barrett. So, the, so you take a look at, at different Supreme Court justices who were involved in the Bush recount. Again, I think Bush is a war criminal, not defending any of these people. I mean, uh, Kavanaugh helped write the uh, Patriot Act. I think he's a scumbag. But Brett Kavanaugh was one of Bush's lawyers uh, in 2000. Uh, Amy Coma Barrett was also working on it in 2000. Neil Gorsuch was working on it. And uh, who's the other guy? Uh, uh, John Roberts, then because of that, then became – what's up? We got Josh. El Joshua. <laughs> uh, hold on. We got you're, – you're muted right now, so we got to ask to unmute. I think, I think automatically to set people on mute. So, uh, so Josh, so what we're going over now is, if I show up here, oh, oh, wait, this is, <laughs> I ended up on the screen. What happened? <laughs> hey, hey, you told me it's going to be fans only. No way. <laughs> uh, so, so what I, so what I was just going over, I saw on Instagram today where somebody had posted that the four that they're th actually, they posted three and I found another one out of the Supreme court justices. You have Amy Comey Barrett was involved in the 2000 recount for Bush. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh was involved in the 2000 recount for Bush. 
John Roberts was like one of the main people involved. And then that's what got him to be the Supreme Court justice and, and elevated to the uh, rank of, of chief justice. Neil Gorsuch was involved. And then then like the main dude that was trying to stop Clarence Thomas in like 1991 from becoming a Supreme Court justice. That was Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Biden. Was Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. So I almost I mean, said Joe, just, Rogan. <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan probably would have more. Yeah, probably is more still more influential than than Joe Biden. Uh, but it's just so crazy because I don't think I don't think. I mean, do you think Trump is just going to go in a week from now and just be like, "Yep, all right, I guess you know the people, you know, just for a safe and orderly dissolution, you know, we'll just for the good of the country, we'll step down." Do, do you see that happening? At any, at any Probably point? not, but mostly because there's so much evidence of voter fraud. They say, "Well, there's not widespread, or there's not evidence of widespread voter fraud, but there's widespread evidence of fraud, though." So obviously, um, they're going to go for that in Georgia today. There's evidence of so many fake uh, votes and ballots that um, they said it, it could go into the hundreds of thousands. Um, and he was like, what were they like 1% off at the most um, from each other? So, I mean, uh, yeah, I personally, like, close, yeah. yeah, I mean, personally, I, and it was ridiculous because he was a million ahead with 95% in or well, something. Well, then come, <laughs> then come California, you know, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly it's like uh, they're uh, almost 5 million uh, votes, you know, extra on the popular yeah. world, right, that they gained from that. If you took away California, Trump would have won the popular vote and the rest of the country. <laughs> Yeah, which says a lot. But I mean, and they own most of the debt, too. But I mean, yeah. here's the thing, though. I don't think it really at the end of the day, I think it's this was all a script and the, the script is sure, playing yeah. out perfectly because now what happens when you give a kid a toy? The kid loves the toy. They they have a bunch of fun it with the toy. It depends if your kid's Hunter Biden or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But but then but then what happens when you take that toy away right as they get it right as they get that toy? Well, you get all out chaos, don't you? So uh, I've, I've seen your kids, Tim. So uh, I mean, here, here's the thing. This is what happens. That's what they're doing right now to the left, in my opinion. And if they're not doing it, they're doing it to the right. One way or another, what you're going to have are people clashing. And that was a script. The whole oh, idea is to misdirect people from the issue of government and direct them at each other. And if you take, if you get a, give a kid a toy, take it away, and then run away with it. Imagine if, after the Supreme Court decides if they do in Trump's favor, what the left is going to do then? Look at what they were doing for four years. Imagine yeah. what they do at this point if you give them that and go, ah, just kidding, fuck you. And, you know, like what? What do you think is going to happen? And it's not going to be good for any of us because this is this is the number one biggest distraction in um, recent history, other than the false flag uh, coronavirus. And I, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I think what's going to happen, uh, Josh, is that you know the left is going to cry themselves so hard that you're actually going to get the flood that they that Al Gore predicted. Uh, that's going to yeah. yeah, his coastal community will be flooded. It's it's terrible. <laughs> um, but you know that's the thing though. Yeah, it's it's really like because I don't see anyone as winning or losing. I just see a bunch of criminals deciding who yeah. gets to rule us. But with that said, it's a like Tim. We've talked multiple times before about the whole issue of Joe Biden winning because he could because he's not Hillary. Hillary is the most hated human being in like recent history. But with that said, I mean, can, how would they not rig it? They had four years to what? run up to this. And, I mean, and why just wouldn't they? Yeah, and Josh, think about this. You know, they actually rigged it. You know, uh, with media and everybody against Trump for four years. You know, everybody was on him. And they still can't basically pull off an election landslide. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, and with the lockdowns yeah. and everything included, I mean, it's it is 
pretty funny though that the person in, involved in the Clarence Thomas case was Joe Biden, and they have all of these people. In, but you know what? They're all like um, super um, Orthodox Catholics or involved in some weird um, like ring of some secret society of Orthodox sniffing, Catholics and Jesuits and stuff. people. Yeah, so I would just say that like I wouldn't put too much weight on the Supreme Court, even if they do seem prone to support Trump, because so did Fox News until they were let off the hook. So did, you know, all these um, Republicans that are now saying you should um, accept the election. Well, did Al Gore accept the election? What was it? 32 days Al Gore 36, thought he was yeah, going to be president. Days, yeah. 36 yeah. days Al Gore thought he was going to be president. I mean, it's it's hilarious. By the way, thanks for uh, letting me on this. I'm getting ready to do the Corbett report right away, and I needed something to give me some energy because it's two a. It's coming up on well, it's twelve eighteen a.m. But it's two a.m. when I have to go on Corbett. So wish me luck on that. But my daughters were talking about like mummies in Egypt. I'm like, oh no, Josh is going to be in Egypt. They're like, no, Josh, he's going to be. In <laughs> They're going to get like, chased by mummies. Like, how is he going to be? <laughs> how is he in Egypt? They're like. <laughs> Don't have the mummies get Josh. No. So. Yeah, yeah well, I'll it's try interesting. not to. I, I saw there was a documentary talking about that on Netflix that just came up, uh, Josh, as well, like a big one about the new tomb that they discovered uh, over there, apparently. Yeah, they always uncover some new tomb that's yeah. supposed to be, but it's like it, it, they totally cover up the fact that they just found one of the biggest underground um, systems of tunnels in the entire world that have ceilings like 40 feet high underneath Saqqara but no one's going to talk about that and how they connect every pyramid together anyway that's a whole other subject but yeah, yeah. um but oh they found a tomb they found some paint on the wall it, it's 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 crazy how they direct that kind of stuff but um actually have a show that's on Netflix apparently at some point in the next like they keep putting it off because I kind of screwed uh Disney because they wouldn't give me three thousand dollars for my video I demanded I, I demanded 3000 They wanted to give me 2500 but they're a multi-billion dollar company. But I don't get pushed around. So I told them to go fuck themselves and ignored their um, emails for about three months. And they're like, we're losing millions of dollars. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm losing 500 So pay up. <laughs> and uh, so they put off the show, but it's apparently going to be on right away. And it's funny because it's about my travels in the Sahara Desert. And now my, the YouTube channel has gone. So they, they're going to be like, oh, let's look at this world alternative media thing. And they're going to find nothing maybe they'll find my bit shoot we'll and they see. literally asked you at one point they go well we don't have to even pay you we can just take it off your youtube channel and now your youtube yeah channel. and i said well that would be great for me because i get to sue you for like a hundred thousand dollars please please do that but uh obviously no that like it's they're all a bunch of criminals and that's why i'm never doing that kind of crap again i'm staying away from that mainstream crap so right now i'm just trying to get on um banned video i've been trying to reach out to all the guys at infowars and then Bit shoot. I just got a parlor account today and immediately hated it. Um, yeah, and I got a I'm on free speak. Yeah, no, Rumble. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Floats where it's at. Bit shoots where it's at. Libraries at where it's at. I got a Rumble account too. And then immediately I'm like, oh, Reuters is on here. I'm sure there's <laughs> Reuters. Great. I'm sure this is a reputable, um, <laughs> a I would reputable like to do censorship a, a show friendly. sometime just on Reuters and, like, and, and all the connections of where they stem from. And were they even like, tied in with like the Rothschilds with you know the original carrier pigeon from way back when and also I, I don't know I'm just sort of I've, I've like forgotten about so much stuff but I would love to have like a whole deep dive in Reuters while we can still absolutely yeah they, I think one of the Rothschilds is on the board of directors there but um, I wanted to get at you guys about this whole crypto thing that's happening right now because it seems to in some way have decoupled from the stock market uh, when the stock market boomed, Bitcoin's been bouncing between 15.6 and 14.8 nonstop 
since uh, last night. It's it's ama- It's the, the the vulnerability or not volatility, I should say, not vulnerability. It's been bouncing between um, about fourteen seven, fourteen eight, and fifteen six, bouncing back and forth like five times now in the last twenty four hours. And um, you know, previously when the stock market fell dramatically, about what was it like a uh, half a month March. ago or so? Yeah. Well, well, no, that too. Oh, but I mean, like. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it didn't even affect Bitcoin. Bitcoin kept going up. And now when the stock market's going up, Bitcoin's going down. That's like a totally, and it, it seems to have completely decoupled for now anyway. We'll see what happens when they announce a nationwide lockdown on a federal level. We'll see how all that um you know, response well, no, to that, on, on inauguration day, everything's going away. So all the coronavirus, yeah. I mean, the vaccine's been solved. I mean, everything, it's going to be rainbows and unicorns and it's all started. Yeah, uh, we're going to see stock Jan- market. Uh, S&P is going to be 4,800 uh, by uh, this time next year. Well, I do by the way, I do have a video that I just posted on that, you guys, up on BitChute, like about a half an hour ago, I went public um, regarding, uh, watch it after the show, um, regarding uh, this move to suddenly, like Cuomo was like, oh, well, now that Trump is going to be out of office, we, I think the politics will make it so that we don't really have to do all this stuff in lockdown. Same with, um, I think it was uh, 500 uh, scientists came out saying that um, you know lockdowns aren't going to work and that it, the coronavirus is exaggerated suddenly. Now, I don't think it's going to go away. I think they're going to pull off the mutated thing and they're going to blow it up really big right away. The minks, the minks are coming. Watch out yeah. for the minks. I think part of what could be with the decoupling, and it is great to see that because when we saw in yeah. uh, February, when I actually called it on the state of Maricopoco that I said, hey, next time Bitcoin, there's a financial crisis, Bitcoin's probably going to 80%. Everyone basically laughed at that. Then it went down 80%, like right on cue. Uh, no, actually, I'm on Sorry, I just thought it slipped there. Uh, but now we're taking a look at, you know, p- potential, you know, Joe Biden administration, which that's what it, obviously what it looks like in, in case, you know, Trump ends up winning in the courts, which, you know, I think he does have a case. It's just that it's just whether or not the American people are behind him enough and whether or not he just gives up and says, hey, you know what, we don't, you know, basically you know, there's not enough support behind me. Why am I even fighting? I'm just going to go retire on the golf course or whether he fights this through knowing Donald Trump, I think he would try to fight this through, but then you have, uh, you know, potentially, you know, I mean, one of the people they're announcing for treasury secretary could be, uh, Elizabeth Warren, probably not going to be her, but then the other one is, let's, <laughs> the other one is Ly- and I'm, I've got this pulled up on screen right now for people. It's Lyle Brainerd, which actually it's a blonde female. You know, it is she like from man. Goldman Sachs? That's the question. I don't know if she's from. I know she was at like McKinsey for a while, but she's been a member. Well, here, of, here, let of, me. Uh, all right. Well, while you're doing that, stop interrupting yeah. us and go look that up, and I can read this. So, so no, but fact, wait, wait. If Elizabeth Warren became the Treasury Secretary, what what would she say about um about the economy? She'd be like, well, it's one one thousandth of a sixteenth good. Well, it'd be like Cynthia Freeland here in Canada. She's like totally insane too. So uh, I guess it would help. <laughs> Politicians that are insane. Who would well, have thought? Well, Nuremberg would be the first uh, woman of color on. <laughs> As 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 uh, Treasury Secretary, but anyways, it's Lyle Brainer, Fed uh, board member since 2014, <laughs> a clear favorite to becoming Treasury Secretary. She has resisted loosening bank regulations at the Fed board, dissenting on several measures on monetary. Basically, it's saying that her experience serving on the Fed board has given her a relationship with Fed Chair Jerome Powell, who plays an important role in orchestrating with the Treasury on the response to a faltering economy in the pandemic. Brainer was the Undersecretary of the Treasury for International Affairs during the Obama regime. 
The Harvard-educated economist, that's all you need to know right there, said in the speech last month that the biggest downside risk to her outlook would be the failure of additional fiscal support to materialize, a.k.a. the government not spending enough money, which, I mean, is that really anybody's concern? Like, their concern is that they're, that we aren't going to be, you know, up in debt over eyeballs, like, enough? I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. But I mean, Wait, l- let me guess. He not only went to Harvard, but he spent some she, time or part of his tenor. Like it's actually a female. So she it looks like a, it sounds like a man's name, but it's actually a boy. Okay, but I, I uh, let me guess. At one point, went to the London School of Economics, at least for a tenor, or maybe ran over there to do a course or something. They always have some connection, one way or another, that, with the uh, London School of Economics. Was that the good little boy? Uh, oh, hold on here. Uh, <laughs> let me just. Uh, good little boy. Uh, sound like, like Joe Biden. No, I, I, I was thinking about. Uh, I, no, I was, I was thinking about what's his leg uh, hair. Listen, fat. I, I was thinking about what's his little name there, the little Kriggy boy over there as well. Uh, yeah okay uh, well, while, you're, while you're figuring that out i mean it just i mean what's what's crazy though is that with the this <laughs> treasury and the fed i mean they're supposed to supposedly supposed to be two different siloed off things that aren't supposed to talk with each other that are supposed to be a check and balance from each other supposedly obviously you know our viewers know know better than that but now there's no firewall between them and they're like oh well her main qualification of being uh treasury secretary she has a great relationship with the fed well the fed was created so that way there wasn't supposed to be a fucking relationship between the two i mean like it's they're not even hiding it anymore not that they were hiding it before when what did geithner was that the little boy you're talking about so geithner went from oh, geithner yeah did yeah. he also go was it did he go from the fed to tre- yeah he went from fed to from New York Fed to Treasury, right? I believe it's not to yeah. then. Then the, but it's C- like then the CFR. He was also then his, became yeah. an acting director of the CFR yeah. afterwards. And then how about let's also contrast Biden giving his giving his like victory speech with fucking Chase Bank right behind him. I mean Chase Bank, which is probably more responsible than any other bank on this planet, or at least you know United States based bank. Uh, in terms of, you know, cr- basically created the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, and that's a, uh, something that Josh and I and John have covered, you know, numerous times. Read the book Creature from Jekyll Island. It's all in there. Uh, I've got an upcoming report from Jekyll Island that uh, kind of breaks down this stuff. But then just to see, you know, Kamala Harris up there who is, you know, everyone's like, oh, she was just a little girl. that, And now she's going to make all these girls so uh, so happy that a girl could be up there. Yeah, if she sleeps with the right man, you know, a.k.a. Willie Brown, how she got her start, and then, you know, put all these black men in jail. And I, oh, I got defriended on Facebook for some people for saying that. Oh, a little bit a little bit too much truth. Oh, well, I actually got in some trouble on Twitter. Uh, I got a warning on my account on Twitter uh, two days ago uh, because I responded to her tweet about how it'll show um, girls everywhere that anything is possible. And I'm like, unless you're black and you have a small amount of marijuana, then your life is going to be destroyed and you'll make damn sure that they have no possibilities. So we got, we also want to give a shout out to uh, Melody Krell who's watching us on YouTube. So shout out to Melody Krell on YouTube. On YouTube. on YouTube. Well, we still we do have quite a few people. Last time I checked, like I think like twelve or thirteen on Float right now, which is actually it's funny. Like Facebook, there's like I don't know, like like probably two. I don't even know if anybody's watching. Yeah, I think two people are on Facebook. So uh, it's just funny how none of uh, not, this is getting out to anybody on Facebook. Float, I mean, is com- at thirteen out of four hundred people on Float is actually you know pretty crazy for percentages. Uh, but what was that? What was mm-hmm. that, John? You were talking about uh, little boys or something, and then we cut you off. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Jeez. that's horrible guys anyways yeah so talk about um, definitely not uh brainard uh, served as uh, deputy uh, national economic advisor and chair of the deputy secretary's committee on international economics during the clinton administration 
In this role, uh, she was responsible for ensuring the implementation of NAFTA and preparing uh, the way for China to enter into the World Trade Organization. China, China. Uh, with a uh, few conditions granting access to investment banks such as Goldman Sachs. Um, as deputy director uh, of the National Economic Council, she helped build the, uh, a new White House organization to address uh, global economic challenges such as the Asian um, financial crisis, China accession to the World Trade Organization, and she was a Sherpa to the G8 as she helped shape uh, the 2000 G8 summit that for the first time included leaders uh, of the poorest nations and laid the foundations for the global fund to fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. So the poorest nations, or as Joe Biden would call it, the blackest nations, and even even black kids too. What was it? What was that Joe Biden quote? Well, he said, um, um, uh, some about rich uh, what kids, was it? Rich yeah. kids, and black kids, or something, or something. It was uh, well, he said, <laughs> he said, he said um, uh, oh, what was that? It was something like, um, black kids are just as smart as rich kids, or something like that. Something right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go it's one part. of the million things that uh, are just as intelligent as uh, rich ki- or white kids can be just as intelligent as poor kids. Poor kids, something like that. Poor kids, well, the- just, poor, poor kids are just as bright as white kids. Hey, if we're gonna measure, uh, you know, ec- uh, you know, IQ, we could let's measure it in economic understanding. You challenge you know, these would be negative twenty. You know, he would be inventing negative IQ. That guy. Actually, I Dude, found, speaking I of negative, of it. Uh, Krugman <laughs> was on Twitter the other day quoting George Orwell. I mean, that is peak Orwellianism when <laughs> he is quoting Orwell. It's like it's like a circle. It's like a never-ending perpetual circle. Oh, I gotta like, love. I gotta love his. Uh, I have consulted with my computer security staff, and there seems to be some child porn <laughs> somehow got on my computer we're investigating this right immediately oh yeah and then, yeah and then that, that tweet that's, was yeah. taken down like in five seconds yeah. <laughs> yeah like whose computer security services you know whoever has computer security so- service that goes and calls him up oh yes we were uh but yeah that guy oh my god you should get him in a sting operation honestly i don't mean needing the government yeah, you, sure you ever hear so of creep hard. catchers you get yeah, creep catchers in on that and and yeah. reel him in because yeah, I'm sure like it'd be type. so difficult to try to catch him in anything. I mean, Actually, talking about Krugman, where the hell did I see him now? Always get him to the Greek. There's like a like freaking Krugman is in that movie, what? getting into it. Yeah, it's like what the hell? Like I just watched I it really yesterday bad, with my wife. <laughs> I saw a really really bad Christmas movie with James Franco where Elon Musk is randomly in it. Anyway, that's just yeah. Random, but no, but you, you guys see Van Jones breaking down and crying on uh, on CNN about with. Meanwhile, then, he worked with the Trump administration and then also said that Trump has done more for black people than anyone in the history of presidents. Well, apparently, The Rock was fake, crying too. Fake, he was so happy. Tears and it's just yeah, all the fake tears that he has out there and everything. It just drives me nuts. Or as Anderson Cooper says, Trump is a fake is a fat turtle or a chubby little turtle on its back. It's like uh, seriously, uh, yeah. like these guys are just they they don't Not even terrible. try. They no. don't even try. And then and and today, um, Neil Cavuto cut off Kay- uh, Kaylee McEnany's press conference because she, he's like, we can't confirm this. Meanwhile, they were like playing full press conferences of the Democrats talking about the Russian collusion thing. It's like, it's the, the Aurelianism is so far through the roof at this point that you almost, you either laugh 
or you cry. You don't really have an, uh, another option because there's no logic that you can give these people that well, will in yeah. any way add up to any solution. At this point, they're on over there and we're over here. And then there's some other people over there and those people are going to clash and we're going to stand back and say, I want nothing to do with that crap because you guys are both and then fun both sides. You know, like, oh, uh, wait, the Baxters did that. What? Yeah, I know. How would they both sides again? And yeah, then, then, a, then you see no, who's it's... on who's on his task force over here for coronavirus, and it's I uh, see Ezekiel Emmanuel, which that name, for those who don't know, that's <laughs> Rahm Emanuel's older brother. Who, don't I let it give questions close to waste. Yeah, well, that, uh, that, his was, that was Rahm Emanuel, but but Ezekiel yeah. Emmanuel, I remember him from Obamacare. It was like him and Jonathan Gruber, I think, were the two. And oh, that's yeah, when yeah. Gruber's like, oh, it's only because there's no political transparency, and sometimes having no transparency is a good thing. And if, it, and if it he was also for, involved in Uber. Right, Uber and Gruber? No. So, Uber, no, but, the company Uber. Yeah, I know. So Jonathan Gruber also said uh, that basically if it wasn't for the fact that – well, transparency is one, but basically it's like, you know, since basically people understand nothing about economics, it you know, also helps us out you know, a lot. And then Ezekiel Emanuel, at the time I think he was 75 or 74, and this is probably, I don't know, it's probably like 2010 – so we're talking 10 years ago. So the guy's, you know, really up there now. He was basically advocating that we shouldn't be giving 75-year-old medical care because they're basically going to die anyways soon. And we, that money would be better for, like, the youth. And so now you've got these guys who are literally just advocating. It's scam likely is what it's saying on my phone. I hope it's going to shut that off. But, um, yeah, it's just insane that now Ezekiel Emanuel is now back on the – and the freaking stage over here. Well, and well, the former Surgeon General was also on. Uh, that was also brought in on the Joe Biden um, uh, task force for coronavirus. Without a doubt, have you heard the South Dakota governor? No, I was uh, Joe Rogan when you're saying that. He's not ever heard time Joe Biden. I'm thinking Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan is going to shut down this country. I would much uh, rather him be president. Yeah, but but uh, so the South Dakota governor who basically didn't lock down throughout all of this was saying. Um, that uh, she's terrified because she's like, well, we have been successful in not locking down and letting people make their own decisions because we're not everyone's parents. Yeah. And the Joe, Joe Biden is going to have everything shut down and lock down her state. And she says she's terrified of it. She's going to he's going to destroy all the jobs in the state and everything and then blame her for it, which is true. Well, so the the um, the Surgeon General, um, the former Surgeon General is now on uh, Joe Biden's task force for coronavirus remember throughout the election when he was asked about what what is his plan for coronavirus he's like oh i don't know but trump trump killed people trump death hundred thousand uh, today i got an argument i got in an argument with william shatner today because william shatner was claiming on twitter that millions and millions and millions of people have died from coronavirus and i'm like actually it's 1.2 million and of those 96 percent were people who died with coronavirus just like um, I think it's 10 million people die a year with the flu, but that doesn't mean the flu did it. It's like, well, and, um, and actually on that topic too, like there's a big fight between the Norwegian head epidemiologists right now and the Swedish, because the Swede, uh, Anders Tegnell, uh, came out and actually said that, you know, uh, masks, uh, are not the savior. They, they don't really work. The type of mask that you guys are telling people to use, and he also said that, uh, like, the Norwegian guy, Noxta, comes out and is like, no, you're totally wrong. Like, we're going to put, uh, you know, uh, mouth covers on everybody to make sure that they uh, don't face speak diapers. anything. Face diapers. Uh, yeah. yeah, face diapers, yeah. So, <laughs> well, uh, but what, how, how, why is Nor Norway so, 
ridiculous for this when they're right they're neighbor to sweden they have to see the results they have to see they have the lowest death rate in all oh, of europe right no, now. the propaganda is wild in norway right now anti-sweden you should see it it's, it's well yeah you guys always hate each other but i mean the fact of the matter is that there's like it, it's the the death rate's the lowest in europe and people will say well it was a, a fifth sweden, highest in all of sweden europe throughout red. all of this well, yeah, yeah sweden is May. red by the way like they put sweden into red the only other country that you could travel to if you're norwegian they have is finland one, right now they have either zero or one deaths per day. Zero or one deaths per day. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's one, just so, it's, one, it's, one is too many. If, if even only one person can be saved, we've got to take away one all person the dies in this world. You know, we got to save every person. We got to save. Let's go out. And but save the same people that are you know people. killing millions of people in Iraq. No, let's... millions of people in Iraq. How about we uh, lock down the economy until the nine million people uh, stop dying from hunger? How about that? Idiots. Yeah, well, it's just crazy because the government has killed hundreds of millions yeah. of people over the last century, and they're worried about one million people who died, 96% of which didn't die from coronavirus, just died with coronavirus, of diabetes, of cancer, of leukemia, of, uh, of, of you know, different things like... Um, pneumonia which you if you're gonna get pneumonia you're gonna get pneumonia whether it's from a cold or a flu or whatever i get it i know how that how that works and it's one of the number one causes of death for people with the coronavirus and so they use that as a stat to say oh you died from the coronavirus i did a video breaking down the numbers on this and cranking out just basic facts um got me off of facebook because of it but um again 10.3 million people die a year with the flu but 650,000 people die from the flu. Okay, now let's go down to coronavirus. 75,000 people- And I bet most of them probably had the flu shot too. It's, it's probably... Yeah, 75,000 people died from the coronavirus. 1.2 million people died with it. And no one actually dies from a virus. It's just that it was the main cause of death. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's just, it's so- unbelievable how they could overshadow these numbers and so many people will call you ignorant stupid and um selfish well, you gotta, gotta remember the, ignorant, stupid and selfish in the u.s the medical authorities there get a lot of money funded to them uh, for having coronavirus cases right so there i i saw there were some that it gets as much as five hundred thousand dollars per you know uh coronavirus case so of course uh, they're gonna you know like well, oh that guy that died you know i i wonder i haven't gotten actual uh death cause of death for my dad yet because nobody's like sending it to me uh and uh, i'm still waiting for they're probably gonna put coronavirus death on my dad uh you know they're, they're, they're desperate right so uh mm -hmm. it's um it, it's just like how how these i would actually uh, probably that money that they'll put it on your dad i mean that they'll <laughs> that they'll label that listen we have to be collectively responsible like angela merkel said wear your mask stay inside give up your money believe that the state is going to take care of you they will give you food stamps they will give you welfare they will give you money and make sure you're okay and healthy while you're stuck inside for one year it well, might be don't two, worry might be five worry. maybe ten who knows hey don't it's worry if you us. if you can't do that josh you well, i'm looking go at the, to Pfizer... the concentration camps here in canada i'm looking at the uh, 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 uh community community organizations Quarantine. that we call oh. internment camps 
Remember, no, quarantining, quarantining places. Walmart. Remember, Anne Frank was just going to a nice Jewish village to keep her safe. She got free food. She got free housing. She got free pajamas. Are you tell me that you were that even at the Anne Frank house now they have like social distancing. You have to wear masks and they have like the six feet. Yeah, a apart. month ago I was at Anne Frank's house and I. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was standing that's outside. That's the worst we're laughing at, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was standing outside and there were spots on the sidewalk that said where you could stand and where you couldn't stand. So I went out of the way to stand in the spots, you know, obviously that they said I couldn't stand, but it was just the irony is so ridiculous at Anne Frank's house. They have the spots where you can or cannot stand. You can find that video on Amsterdam up on my bit sheet still, as well as library slash Odyssey. If you're interested in looking at my vlog on the lockdowns in um, Amsterdam, it's about 40 minutes long or so, but it's uh, I think it's very interesting because the Netherlands is one of the least lockdown places I've seen more than cowboy country in, uh, you know, in the United States, other than, you know, uh, parts of uh, North Carolina were not locked down at all, which was great. And parts of Arizona were pretty good. But other parts of Arizona were not great. And other parts of North Carolina were not great. So, I mean, from what I've seen so far, overall, the Netherlands was pretty much the least um, restrictive place I've been in the entire world. And I've so far been to, I think, nine countries in 2020, despite all this, and 32 states. I've done more traveling than probably anyone this year, uh, as far as um, the coronavirus bullshit, but I, I can tell you from experience going to all these places, Mexico was good in a way where they didn't actually quarantine, but they were also really restrictive with masks back in March, long before it happened anywhere else. So I can't really give them points for that one. Actually, you, you know, I, I'm just scrolling through the Norwegian newspapers there, Tim, and uh, I just got to like kind of interject Me with a, a totally different, <laughs> a totally different uh, news kind of story. Actually, the chief economists in Norway right now believe that we're going to be able to increase the interest rates uh, a lot faster than uh, first thought. Uh, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the bar is pretty that, low. Uh, I mean, they're. I mean, I think they're never going to do it. But uh, did you no. see? The, did you see the Pfizer CEO uh, just came out. Let me get this on the screen now. It says, "I believe this is the likely the most significant medical advance in the last hundred years, if you count the impact this will have in public health and global economy." And so, so we've never been able to have this like RNA vaccine that's going to be, you know, messing with you know people's DNA and actually changing what it means to be a human and basically turning people into chimeras, which is all crazy shit that Alex Jones was talking about years ago. And now, you know, it's basically like, you know, you know, I'm not sure if that's the case. I think it's, well, that could be the case, but I think it's more, they're trying to make people stupid and it's, but it's, it's working really 90% of the time. Well, look at the test studies. It made people brain dead. It caused severe neurological issues and killed people. So what do they do? Well, obviously they don't want it that extreme. So they're going to make it. So it, it's about one or 2% of that. And it'll just slowly cause brain damage and make you stupider and make you unable to be cognitive. Yeah, what's what's so, the insert, right? Like, well, how kind of like to preserve these men, like these vaccines, they're gonna have to put preservatives in there so they could, you know, store them for longer periods of time. And they gotta put mercury, formaldehyde, and all other kinds of cra crazy crap, uh, you know, uh, heavy metals and carcinogens. <laughs> Well, it takes it's, like six yeah. years to to yeah. um, perfect a vaccine. By perfect, I mean make it most possible to get out there, kill as many people as possible, but totally fly under the radar. Um, yeah. But this is like what six months. I mean, it, but the good side is, and I've been reporting on it today again in my latest video up on uh, Bitchute. Um, I talked about this where I think it was f only forty two percent of the black community are willing to take um, the vaccine, down from I think sixty nine percent in just August. That's how far 
are um, that's fallen. Um, and there's way more black people that are unwilling to take it than white people. I think white people are 52 percent of white people in the United States are willing to take it. 40 even if they're uh, Lord and Savior 42. Joe Biden says so. I mean. Yeah, I'm well, not sure. Now it's gonna be a, a Biden vaccine. I mean, it should be. Well, you gotta remember also, Josh. After uh, the pandemic video came out here in Canada, they're really struggling now. It went from I think like somewhere like seventy percent down to thirty nine percent or something that are willing to take it now. It actually dropped like a rock after the pandemic movie came out. Uh, yeah, I can get you the exact stats in just one yeah. second. I shared it on Twitter, but I've been off of Facebook the last um, week because I got banned. So I haven't been able to really um, post much. I've been on Twitter and, and float. But OK, so this is it. Um, and this is uh, from a study. So it says a plummeting share of Americans say they will seek to receive a COVID-19 vaccine once one becomes available. A stat Harris poll in October showed just 58% of the public would seek a vaccine immediately down from 69% in mid-August. It says, and I quote, we'll get a vaccine and we'll roll uh, roll it out, but then we have to get people to take it, said Krutika Kupali, a physician and professor at the Medical University of South, uh, South Carolina. They have to feel confident in it. And I think that's going to be another big challenge for the Biden-Harris camp. And to add to that, um, let me actually get the exact post it says from or while 65 percent of black americans said they would get vaccinated immediately in august only 43 percent would do the same now so that's 43 percent of black people are willing to get vaccinated and uh 58 percent of white people (laughs) well and didn't didn't trump actually like say that he had uh you know the uh the military forces on standby to distribute the vaccines Operation Warp Speed, and he said that (laughs) at the debates and through multiple interviews that he'll mobilize the military in order to do it. And he just released today, as Pfizer did, that um, this vaccine is great. It 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 it, it's ninety percent effective. Yeah, ninety percent effective at what, Trump? What what is it? Ninety percent effective at stopping a a, a cold? I mean, it's the first virus in history that people have like a regular vaccine for. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I think you have a cure a cure for this. And let's say some air quotes over here if you're listening to the podcast is. Why wouldn't they have done this in the last hundred fucking years? Like, why do they? Oh, just wait now. Oh, yeah, this this common cold is so much worse. Corona, yeah, uh, Corona yeah, and coronaviruses have existed for like forever. Yeah, like, I mean, does he understand? People Corona. always say Trump can read a crowd really well, but does he understand that ninety-five percent of his supporters don't support vaccines? Yeah, like, but it, yeah, <laughs> and, and it also comes back to Event Two One. I just looked at it today again, and it's it's just so obvious, like what they did back in November when they launched, uh, like the John Hopkins Institute launched this, and they were calling in that video uh, about 65 million people would die. And interestingly enough, that was their first projections. So like somebody's well, telling me John, that they oh, had no clue what was going on here. <laughs> that's what I. That's that's basically yeah. the the because I did a really long report today, so I've covered all this stuff. But um, in my latest video it's it's about dark uh, operation dark winter because joe biden keeps mentioning dark winter dark winter and i, I bring in co- uh you Sounds know eventual racist. one and crimson contagion um which um, i'm gonna be talking with the last american vagabond on corbett report tonight but he has a great um a, a great article called all roads lead to dark winter and it talks about the same organization johns hopkins worked with operation dark winter or at the uh, not Operation Dark Winter, um, the exercise uh, Dark Winter, as well Two as one. Eventual One and Crimson Contagion. They're all yeah. run by the same people through Johns yeah. Hopkins with Bill Gates' help. Fauci's involved with all three of them. And um, the Operation Dark Winter happened back in 2001, just before 9-11. And the idea was a, a, a bioweapon that was released 
onto the public and spread to immediately to 25 countries around the world. And the, the military was mobilized. They had to lock down everything. And it, it preceded the anthrax scare, which it turns out every single person that worked on Dark Winter worked on the anthrax event, which then came out later to be a bioweapon that was a test that got out of control. And that hit the news, but everyone just pushed it away and stopped talking about it and went on yeah, to 9-11 and total, more on no total, inside, total inside job in the anthrax thing, too. I don't have all the data, but it's all stuff I forgot now. But yeah. you know that my bus, that they thought that my bus had fucking anthrax on it when I was in, like, 10th grade, and I had to be quarantined for an entire day because some kids... Like, Let's be fair, it was. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that explains a lot now. The but some kid that. had, like, a... Uh, like one of those like kind of squeezy ball things as part of a science project and there's like white powder burst everywhere uh, apparently they found this out afterwards so they thought it was anthrax and actually the guy that i was it was only like 10 of us on the bus or something that day and actually one of the guys that i was quarantined with was jeff tripley which was sam tripley's cousin so which is also the guy i was sitting next to when uh 9-11 went down meanwhile uh, nobody was, talks about it when hunter biden blows up a bunch of white powder everywhere no one talks about it no one investigates it but no, and, and, and also what do, yeah and also what you got to look at it is actually the uh you know the the whole uh wuhan level four lab as well you know i i actually been in the level four lab that we have in norway i i did walk uh, and pulled cable uh for networking in a in a room that had anthrax in it and you saw the petri dish that explains <laughs> yeah, that explains so much yeah so the, no but uh, anyways you know it's like you in there so, yeah. oh they like there's so many people that you know totally fail that you know having me given me nato secret and all this stuff it's a it's a very bad idea but you know who probably should be saying this on uh, on a live stream now but okay. well i okay, you so know like no who's bad. gonna come after me like what am i gonna say that's gonna you know like am i gonna give like what i learned is like not that bad you know i i, I didn't memorize visually the the actual locations of uh, where the the whole fleet of NATO is, uh, but that's what I saw. And then, of course, uh, me and Josh covered, you know, like Frodo Berg from Norway being locked up in Russia for leaking the same freaking documents. Yeah, that military uh, guy. That, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, but I, I want to point out though that yeah. um, when you have all of these, uh, you know, operations, you have to look at the most recent operation, not just Event Two Hundred One, but um, the National uh, Institute for Allergies and Infectious Diseases, which Fauci is a director of, got millions of dollars in grants from the U.S. government to study coronavirus in bats and uh, that the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, this is actually, I, I have it um, bookmarked on Josh, my, yeah. Oh, you're saying too much. I, I got it bookmarked on, on my um, Chrome here. So just one second. But so basically at the National Institute of, uh, for Allergies and Infectious Diseases, their job was uh, coronavirus. <coughs> um, their job was to study coronavirus in bats. Uh, that's ninety-six percent percent similar to the novel coronavirus at the Wuhan Institute of Virology from the Yanan Caves. And the whole point of the study was in order to um, uh, to figure out, uh, you know, how to spread it to humans. And I do have. Uh, all these things are coming up. Exclusive Bill Gates negotiated $100 billion contact tracing deal with Democratic Congressman sponsor a bill six months before coronavirus. Yeah, that's not the article. I've been saving a lot of uh, a lot of stuff here, but um, it's a very important article that, uh, oh, here we go. So it's from the Times of India or indiatimes.com. Um, and the article's name, and anyone can look this up, and I think it's extremely important. I saved it from April 29th of this year. It says, top U.S. health advisor, Dr. Fauci, back coronavirus 
or controversial Wuhan lab for risky coronavirus research, according to a report. And in the report, they talk about how the NIAID committed $3.7 million over six years to, uh, for research on back coronavirus in China, according to a report in Newsweek. The research also included gain of function work, which involves manipulating viruses in the lab to explore their potential for infecting uh, humans. And Fauci got $7.4 million in all. So whenever they say that the US and China are enemies, no, they've been working together to prop up that guinea pig technocratic state for a very long time. And it very closely connects with um, the economy too, because this is the plan for cashless society. Because if they use a cashless society, they can you know, per perfectly, I can't even talk, I'm having a stroke here, perfectly um, roll out uh, the um, the uh, contact tracing, the social credit scores where they can attach vaccines to the social credit scores. It's seriously like the most perfect situation for them. So, I mean, going into the cashless thing, you could go into that all day, but we could talk about dark winter, crimson contagion and eventual one. But the fact is outside of this, these exercises, you actually have evidence right there of yeah. Fauci creating the coronavirus at the Wuhan lab with the World Health Organization. China and China has blamed them for actually releasing it too. Like uh, there was a big article, one of the top people, and it was in the Child China Morning Post, uh, where they actually said that, you know, there was an exercise happening over here. Uh, and they believe that the Americans then, you know, use that as an excuse to then go and, you know, release it into Wuhan. Yeah. But and they right. but the Chinese government has been doing a lot of misdirecting because just today they blamed it on Italy and they say that uh, it escaped from Italian an Italian lab. They said that just today. Yeah, they, they, you know, uh, they actually have direct flights from Bergamo to Wuhan. By the way, that's how it spread to Bergamo, like where the first you know big outbreak outside of Italy, outside of China so, was. So I'm I'm going back right now to this Lyle Brainard because I I just started yeah. you know studying her while while you guys were talking and and Josh asked about you know the connection to England over here while well, her well she's actually born in West Germany and now taking a look at her husband oh actually let's just go stick back with her she won an award for the Council on Foreign Relations International Affairs Fellowship so she won that <laughs> award a Marshall Scholar elect let's go to her husband her husband. Uh, was the served as the Assistant Secretary of State for East Asian and Pacific Affairs. He's the chairman and CEO of the Asia Group LLC, which was founded in 2013, uh, co-founder of the Center for a New American Security, CNAS, a national security think tank that was lost in 2007, also served as director of the Aspen Strategy Group, uh, chairman of the Washington Quarterly, blah, 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 blah. He served as vice, here we go, vice president, director of international security program and the Henry A. Kissinger chair in national security policy at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. And somewhere it goes on to say that he is also a, is Council on Foreign Relations, he is a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, the Wasatch Group, which I forgot what they are. I know they're into <laughs> stuff. Holy. Uh, thank, <laughs> yeah, thanks, John, for that. And the, <laughs> and the International Institute for Strategic Studies. And I skimmed over some of this because I actually I uh, yeah. left off some of the stuff that he that this guy is behind. And Oh, and, and, and this is what I meant to talk about first. And a doctorate in international relations from uh, uh, Brand, Brand, Brandywise College, Oxford, and a Marshall Scholarship as well. So... There you go. Uh, you know, complete globalist. Him and his wife are both college yeah. and former relation members. Go. Yeah. Big <laughs> freaking surprise there. And Josh, we don't. My phone's actually... too reflective. I can't do it. Okay. Well, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't wait. We didn't have you Bind up in there anyways. So. Mine doesn't have a mask. Is that it? It's like that Hillary Clinton picture when she saw all those balloons. You can't really see it. Uh, on the I can't see it. Oh, yeah. It's too blurry. 
Or uh, yeah, 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 at least it's not like when Bill Clinton, uh, you know, discovered all of his rapists or some of his rapists in the same room. As that that was the best one too. Remember which that, actually, Josh? Like, sort of trace, like... which sort of traces back to Josh. And... <laughs> That's kind of my fault. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> just kind of. Oh, there go, yeah. it's my fault. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm sure oh, yeah. superimpose something into there. Yeah, but, that's uh, uh, that's another scary... thing to look at here is if you go down, black woman is his hand seems to be mutated, and this is from a, a, the uh, from Al Jazeera, by the way. Well, What's it's, wrong it's, with his hand? Well, it's actually who, Kamala. Who Kamala is I know, but it looks hand. like it's it's morphed together. Anyway, um, yeah, that was my fault because I I was interviewing um Juanita Broderick. And it hit front page of Drudge, and I was the first person in like and 15 Trump years retweeted to it. Her, and Trump retweeted it. Trump shared it on Facebook, and um, the Tea Party shared it. Alex Jones is talking. I was about the it Russians, like Josh. You worked um, for Russia. That was my first case of them completely manipulating views on YouTube right in front of me. Obviously, because the views in one hour hit forty-four thousand. Um, yeah. No, twenty-two thousand three hundred and one. And then froze for a week. And then a week later, when Paul Joseph Watson mentioned it, it bounced from 22,301 to 44,602 and froze there for six months. Um, so that was like obviously shadow banned. But meanwhile, um, that led to Trump bringing Juanita Broderick to the press conference and um, Shanghaiing the press with all those other rape accusers and abuse accusers and um, ended with that picture of so Bill great. Clinton looking over his shoulder. It's funny what you can do with this microphone in your living room, putting a phone next to it. It's amazing yeah. what independent media used to be able to do. Not so much anymore. We got to work on that. But, you know, there was a good time at one point. Yeah, and Alex oh, Jones had all the, you know, Bill Clinton is a rapist, uh, you know, things going, okay, you know, I'm trying to find that picture. Okay, here we go. Guys, go to my <laughs> screen now. This is Bill Clinton. Like, oh, crap, there's four of the women I've raped. They're sitting right across from me. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> you just look very right, intense. Remain, remain calm <laughs> and good. don't look like I'm shitting my pants right now. <laughs> I should be doing. <laughs> no, I I think we should probably uh, probably you know uh, end up wrapping this up, Tim, because we're uh, like how much should we have been on for now? Like a little over an hour and a half, yeah, right? So hour hour yeah. hour and twelve minutes, which uh, actually is not okay. So we could us. go on. No, we can we could go on for a little bit more. But no, it's interesting, Tim. It's uh, I I think what we're gonna see over the next like we're gonna definitely see contention of the election over, uh, over in the United States. This election over there. It's going to be a lot of interesting things happening for them back. They're going to, you know, sue them left, right, and center over the counts. And I think this is going to drag out. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm still betting on, though, that, you know, somehow they'll get into the White House and then uh, you'll have the designated survivor, Josh, and suddenly, uh, magically, that, yeah, exactly, Hillary is going to be that designated survivor. <laughs> So what? So what happens if this is not? Settled is she by, even survived? Is that even what, her? What happens anyway. if this is not settled by January twentieth? Like, like at that point, who becomes president? Nancy well, Pelosi. in this case, Nancy because, Pelosi. Yeah. Because they Speaker did those. do the election, and they didn't. Because the argument originally was that they would cancel the election because of COVID. Because yeah. they didn't cancel the election, and Nancy Pelosi was able to um, be there, she would be the next president. Yeah. But if they Assuming had canceled the voted, election, yeah. Because I yeah, was telling but, uh, you it was gonna be Nancy. It's weird because that's a Democrat. It's it's like you can shift over from Republican to Democrat, but there was also a potential for uh, what's his name, Mitch McConnell, to become president yeah. um, in that absence. But a U.S. general, if it's highly contested, can also the highest U.S. general can also take over the spot. And, a real military um, coup. Let's sure, let's aim will, for that. Sure that will uh, calm the markets. <laughs> 
<laughs> military general fills in as president. Well, I, you know, like we got to think about it. Yeah, but we got to think about it. But yeah, but we got to think about it from the position of what can create the most amount of chaos. And I think what we were just talking about, uh, guys, is you know a very potential outcome here because it would be working perfectly to you know even further divide and just creating like very crazy. You know, potentially it could get so bad that they luckily could bring in martial law on top of the lockdowns. Uh, and so we lose all of our rights, and then they can inoculate everybody. Uh, it's uh, it's a great thing, isn't it? Like how, how it works with uh, this tyrannical government that you know they they could potentially be opportunities. Sometimes you got to think about these uh, crazy crazy uh, controlling technocrats over there and what they would do, and you come up with some really nasty stuff that I wouldn't put past them actually. Well, if you want a civil war, <laughs> I mean, having Trump drag it drag this out and then becoming the victor would be the ultimate civil war type you know kick well, yeah off. it's it's perfect everything yeah. i predicted at the beginning of this year has come true this year um by the way and it's pissing me off and i don't except, care about except, saying this except, publicly. Except, for, except for where you live yeah well yeah exactly but um <laughs> but i'm going to egypt and tanzania yeah. and, and montenegro but look this is something that uh it, and it really does piss me off because i'm getting attacked on it even though it's not me people keep con confusing me with luke rudowski for some fucking reason um yeah, they're like oh the same. you failed me i'll never i'll never trust you again after you're pumping um covid hoax stuff at the beginning of this year and i'm like I didn't do that. Uh, in fact, I lost like a ton of subscribers for calling it out as bullshit back in January and February and predicted everything that happened throughout this year in March before the first lockdown. I said there'd be a second lockdown around the fall. But I, I get I get attacked for it because some guy in independent media decided to believe everything Fauci said in the CDC. But um, anyway, yeah, it's just really frustrating. I've been getting yeah, all these I comments used, and lately. I used to be on that guy's channel until he wanted to censor me on uh, Judy Mikovits, uh, which And I used to be on that guy's channel until he didn't pay me for the last couple of years. I don't care if I'm saying it anymore. I just, I really don't care. But I'm, I'm not going to go after any time, but I just, seriously, if, I, I, I don't like being accused of things that I didn't do. And I'm getting accused a lot of things I didn't do because people confuse me somehow with a guy who can't speak English. And he'll say he can speak three languages, but all of them terrible. Um. Anyway, uh. So, <laughs> and we do. Uh, and right now, it reminds me of Luke because I see somebody in the comments whose name is at Love Always Wins, and I think that that. I remember when I was always on his uh, Zoom handle, it was something like Love Always Wins. So now it's making me think. But that's Luke. uh, that's Anthem. Come on. No, oh, no, that's, that's not Anthem. Anthem. Love always, oh. Love always wins is John, but we won't say the last name because he wants to keep private. But okay. um, <laughs> so tar tar uh. Dive? Yeah, no. no, no, no. A different. Okay. All right. Okay. I know. Okay. All right. I know yeah. who it is then. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so, um, but by the way, um, he learned English when he was like two. John, how long have you known English? You can speak much better oh, grammar grade, than he can. Grade three, but I really started like, uh, you know, focusing on in 2000 and maybe five <laughs> and even, or something. And even, has, and even has a couple books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll stop attacking. But yeah, yeah it's, just, it's funny. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I gotta get ready for the Corbett report, right. guys. I appreciate being able to rob your stream for a little while. Um, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. I've I, I'm I thought it would energize me, and it did for a while. But now I feel brain dead. So 
wish me so the you best can so on you can blame Report. us but anyways we and where, where can we find you on float so you i know you are the king of float but you aren't at you aren't. josh sigurdsson and you can also find me at at wham wam if you haven't followed me there already and of course bitchube world alternative media um library slash odyssey world alternative media as well as josh sigurdsson i have another account on there as well as on youtube josh sigurdsson for just my travel videos now and of course i, I just joined parlor immediately hated it so i probably won't do much on there but i'm at josh sigurdsson on there I, I joined so many sites today. I'm on Three Speak. I'm on um, Rumble. Just all a bunch only, of stuff. But more only, importantly, only Float, Bitchute, and, and yeah. Liver. Yeah, well, we're not supposed to talk with the OnlyFans. <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> talk about freedom in a really sexy voice. But anyway. Um, Anyways, no, thank you. Thank you for hanging. We're, we're going to be wrapping this up, too. And so you guys can find everything at thelibertyadvisor.com for all the financial advisor stuff, the Liberty Advisor show for where you can find, you know, our Discord group, our you know library links or Odyssey links. Josh is creepily backing out of the scene right now. But yeah, so the Liberty Advisor show has got all I mean, I'm going to be updating the site to make it even better. But for right now, it's good enough, has the information that you guys need. And do not go and find me on Facebook because I'm getting off Facebook. I've already gotten off Twitter. And then you can find John at theeconomictruth.org and let let uh, oh, that's uh, Josh with his room. Because they're not, they're, not no, I found, I found, they're not allowed to call it wrong. I found Captain oh, Morgan wow. here. Oh. <laughs> smuggled, smuggled it in. So, John, let, let the people know where they, where they can find you. Yeah, I know they can find me at theeconomictruth.org. Of course, there I have all my work and and everything that I do. I, I do publish a lot of reports now. I I managed to finally upgrade my computer. So, actually, I, I worked on two separate reports right now, which has been unheard of before. Uh, so there's lots, lots more coming out. Uh, one is on gold, one is on global markets, uh, and uh, just a snapshot of it right now. And then I actually I put out another report on global central bank uh, reserves just the other week uh, as well. So there's a lot, lot, lot more coming out. Uh, lots of interesting things. But if you do uh, find interest in you know, my work and actually uh, have some suggestions of what I should look into. Uh, I currently, I'm, I'm going to go and look at uh, derivatives markets currently uh, and see what's up uh, with them. But if you do have any suggestions, you know, highly, uh, I would love to get your suggestion. You could, uh, you know, send me chats, uh, whatever you can over my, uh, uh, my uh, uh, you know, uh, website uh, and you could find everything there. You could book me in for any kind of uh, consultation that you want to do. Any kind. Um, <laughs> oh Literally. come on that's like of course yeah of course you're just tough now that josh is here you know you're, you're trying to be old tough tim come on hey, <laughs> economists do it with it's mom. pretty easy to be tough when like we're all in different countries so you know. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> It's and like, you can't travel because it's 2020. So you got the european is in canada the canadian is in europe and the American is America. Yeah. Well, I'm going to yeah. Africa. So I, in a couple days, like I got three days until I go to Africa. So oh. we'll just call myself an African uh, Canadian for now. Actually, that probably not good to do that. <laughs> Don't do that. African. <laughs> African. I, I, I promise you, I'm African American. Well, anyway. might be, uh, yeah, probably probably more so than Elizabeth Warren. You're probably more definitely more uh, more uh, Native American. Well, I don't say Native American, but Native American in the sense <laughs> of the continent than Elizabeth Warren. I am Native American, yeah. and yeah. I've been told to be proud of that, and I am, um, but I don't really care. But uh, yeah, uh, Elizabeth Warren has nothing on me. I got like <laughs> um, multiple double-digit percentages, so uh, yeah. Yeah, and don't uh, don't mess with uh, my wife. You know, like she's actually 
what is she actually her gray uh, no her grandmother is 100% status indian so don't come over here and uh, and mess uh mess with the indians that's for sure they're uh, you know it's it's funny like they actually were here for call, so many more indians so you've already you've already messed with them <laughs> oh come on like <laughs> it's yeah whatever it's like actually that's what norwegians <laughs> call them all the time you, you so. steal my they're land and then they call them anyway. hey you listen steal my yeah. land and then you yeah. you call me uh, east indian well they actually call them indian in uh, in norway but it's interesting you know Nor the norwegians were first and tried to invade the indians and lost so uh that's that's how that works <laughs> How do you lose to the Indians when you've got like full on, you know, uh, you know, weapons? At the well, time we didn't have and... any. We didn't have guns. We just like we're a bunch of like crazy guys on mushrooms, like running around and what? like and, dropping and, and people. And yeah, and they actually fair, no, no, the they Americans... actually did eat uh, eat uh, like f you know the the white and uh, and red mushroom. They ate that uh, with uh, the the meat before they went to battle. They're they're a bunch of crazy. Yeah. Okay. Just to be fair, Native Americans were way more battle friendly and, yeah. and way more seasoned in battle than most people on the or entire battle, world. Battle hardened. Yeah. Because they. Yeah, the only they, reason they lost. The only reason they like lost syphilis, was mostly uh, because of the Spaniards. No, the Spaniards and of course d disease warfare. It's very reminiscent to what we see today, but mostly because the Spaniards showed up in Central America in. and uh, all of them thought it was the return of their god Quetzalcoatl and Veracocha and these guys. So they laid down their arms because it was the return of the white man who they were remember from their books going back 12,000 years. So they laid down their arms and got slaughtered by the, the people. That yeah, they're pretty lucky. They're the Spaniards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Spaniards. Meanwhile, they also press. meanwhile they also uh, screwed up the gold and silver in their country by bringing back all this gold and silver and they actually dropped in value. So they're quite wrong on supply. Scarcity, my friends. Less yeah. than scarcity. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck tonight on Corbett. Tell me said hello. Yeah. We'd love to have him on a Tim and John yeah. show in the future. But we've got some great shows coming up. We're going to have a Charlie Robinson on soon we got pete uh peter uh, kiana is uh coming on pete Buttigieg. Uh, no i don't think pete Buttigieg <laughs> is coming on uh i don't we're not having any cia assets on here so uh <laughs> yeah no no pete Buttigieg. anyways yeah this is uh gone to the gutter the last uh last uh, five minutes should have ended it yeah, with John to end it 10 minutes ago but uh anyways exactly. i'll talk to you guys Indians. later thank you so much for everyone that's been watching this live on float I mean, at one point i think i saw 16 people live on float there uh, we go. if you're watching it on facebook a lot of floaters Zoom, a lot of floaters floaters watching patroners i don't know but anyways <laughs> i'll talk to you guys talk to you guys later and uh thank you so much for tuning in take care <laughs>